Hello, and welcome to Innate Life Reclamation Podcast. Join us to listen in to get more in tune with the inborn magnificence in our world, in our bodies, and in our lives. I'm Dr. Lona Cook. And I'm Dr. Danny Otis. Our mission is to help people reconnect to their inner wisdom and use it in their everyday lives to transform their well being by having real conversations clinical insights, and opportunities for you to apply your own inborn intelligence to your everyday life. So start now by tuning in and turning on to the full potential of your body and life. All right, guys, you're in for a real treat for this recording here. We've actually got Lisa Thielen on a video too. This doesn't happen very often. Are you uncomfortable? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So some of you who maybe followed, um, Things that I've been up to for the last decade almost now have probably already met Lisa, maybe in physical person or had a session with her. She's one of my greatest mentors. Um, she is an energy worker, a healer. Um, I've learned more from Lisa than probably anyone um, about this thing called life, healing, health, well-being, and all the connections to being a human. Um, so I'm excited for this conversation because she's going to share a little bit about her story, one portion of it in particular, and some of you may have heard parts of this, and then we're going to get into energetic healing. So this will be rich, I'm sure. Fun. Yes. Okay. So Lisa, tell us a little bit about your, your wake up call essentially, and why that was a pivotal turning point in your life and, and what you had been living. So the pivotal turning point was actually paralysis. I created paralysis from the belly button down. And that actually happened in the year 2000. Prior to that, I was, I'll say in a lower vibrational state, I created some experiences where I was in an an abusive relationship. Um, At the time, my father was in the dying process. um, And I was just not living my truth. And so literally, after my father passed away, I like hit rock bottom and it was like through um, probably about a 48 hour period that I started experiencing, like I call it fire ant sensation from my uh, lower extremities. And then literally I woke up one morning and I couldn't walk. Mm -hmm. And so um, I found myself at a hospital and I remember it was actually in an ER and the nurse there was saying, get up and get to the table not registering that I'm saying I can't walk. That means I can't stand. I can't move. Didn't know how to, at least at that time. Um, so they had help. I got up on the table and they came in, they, the staff came in dumbfounded, like there shouldn't be anything going on. So they they couldn't understand why you couldn't walk. Yeah. Okay. So they shipped me off to another hospital, um, where they admitted me and did a whole lot of testing And the bottom line was that there was something going on, but they didn't really know what was going on. So ultimately they looked at my liver and they said, you have a really large liver and we're fairly certain you're an alcoholic. I don't drink. That is not. I can vouch for her. I've never (laughs) seen her drink a drop of alcohol. And so in that, why was your liver so engorged? Do you think energetically, energetically? Cause I wasn't living my truth and I was storing all the negative energy. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you get into energetics of the body, one of our favorite books is Louise Hay, Mm -hmm. you can heal your life. And you can read about like the liver being a place where 
your body detoxes, but you hit a point where maybe it's so sledged up that you can't. Yes. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So ultimately they connected me with um, an opportunity where I got to decide if I wanted to decide for my rehabilitation, if I wanted to utilize a walker or utilize a wheelchair. And it, they gave me some time to process it in that processing time in came a social worker that social worker changed my path Mm. um he reminded me he said lisa before you came in what were you doing and i didn't really know what he was referring to and he said the day leading up to paralysis what were you doing and and i had a routine that happened to be a runner i didn't mind running at that point in my life (laughs) totally different yeah i can't imagine that right and So after his reminder, I'm like, yeah, that is something that I enjoy doing, plugging myself in and just going and feeling that air and just being free. Mm -hmm. And he said, do you think that you can do that again? And I'm like, no. And he's like, hmm, let me ask you that again. Do you believe you can do that? And I'm saying, I said, no, I'm being told that I have two options here. I get to decide on a walker or wheelchair. I don't see myself running in a wheelchair and I don't see myself running with a walker and he's like let me ask you again do you believe Mm -hmm. it is possible that you can run again and I remember like thinking in my head he wants to hear yes Mm -hmm. but I didn't really believe it so again I said it's not what I'm being told so I deflected and he said once you believe you will be able to achieve it changed my path completely he came in that later like right at the end of a shift and he asked me the exact same question he said did you think about it said yes I thought about it and I do believe it's possible so he's like great that's a great step you are open to possibilities so I was focused on what I couldn't do what others were telling me I couldn't do and I was stuck there and then this man opened my door to possibility and my life changed Mm. there's that that part right there of like open the door to possibilities ability to see something for yourself we we say we understand that but i think we all have these ceilings built around us mm-hmm. that have been imposed by other people many times mm-hmm. and we've bought into it therefore it is our choice mm-hmm. uh, and that becomes our own ceiling for sure or our paralysis yes so how did you, so as you started to believe that you potentially could run again, mm-hmm. what were some of the next thoughts or shifts that you went into? I literally, I surrendered. Um, I remember having a thought of God, show me the way, like, I, I don't know how to move through this. And uh, that's when I started to remember my history of connecting with energy when I was young, mm-hmm. creating and experiencing miracles in my life. So that opened the door for surrendering. And in that process, my social worker would come and visit me on a daily basis. He held space for me to see that I could run again. He kept asking me about visualizing. Are you seeing yourself running? He actually set up um, a, I'll call it a conference. I don't really know what it was called, but with another individual who was able to connect me to like some electrodes and stuff and had me visualize running. And they showed me on a screen how my brain was changing And ultimately my body was responding to it, even though I couldn't feel it, my body was responding. That changed me. Mm. Love that. So 
for her, you know, those of you that don't know her, this is what she does all day, every day is talk to people about basically changing their mindset or opening their mindset Mm -hmm. and their energy that will follow that. And therefore their world, their Mm -hmm. physical body and their physical world, because it's all connected energetically. Um, And a big reason why we've put on this series of videos is to connect to this innate center that we all have. And Lisa just hit it on the head when she said that it opened me back up to things I remembered as a child, that innate gift that she already had. Um, So we all have kind of this this purpose. We all have different purposes, um, but they're kind of all united as, as a... I don't know, common core. So Lisa, will you talk to us a little bit about, you know, now that you are who you are and are using your gifts and helping others to do that, if you were, you know, if you could give that message of how do you take those first steps connecting back to yourself, what does that look like? So number one, it's to pause and take a breath to come into the present moment because this is the gift that we have. I can't change my past and my future has yet to be determined. So if I come into the present moment, this is where I'm going to make the biggest impact on my life. Mm. And now I get to choose. Where do I want to come from? Where do I want to operate from? Um, I'm certain that you've talked about the scale of consciousness or Hawkins scale of consciousness. Um, In previous things I have, but I'm not sure if we're in this series we've talked about it. Um, So maybe you can explain that. Yeah. So within the scale of consciousness, literally it for me I like to break it down first looking at power versus force so when I connect to energy and see energy when I am operating from a place of force it feels very heavy dense contracted yeah contracted good word for it and I want to be able to pivot very quickly through that and then I can move into a place of power to me that's light Mm -hmm. I'm operating in that light space as I was learning this for, for me, if you've read my book, Reclamation, I talk about my wake up call into starting to experience that life didn't have to feel so rough at patches. Um, and that when it did feel like that, that's a good sign that you're in a contracted state, whether that's fear or pride or anger or apathy or um, shame and grief and guilt, some of our lowest vibrations. We all know that those don't feel well, but even pride doesn't ultimately feel good because a lot of times that means you're pitting yourself against someone else then, and we're all connected. So that book is pivotal. It's Hawkins scale of consciousness work, um, power versus force and Lisa on your website, which we'll have a link for that has, um, some information on that too. Yeah. So, Why is that really the way towards empowerment? Because I get to move through that scale or I get to choose where I'm going to operate from. And then because life happens through me, my life is going to show me that and I'm going to have that experience. Mm -hmm. And by taking on those tools, I'll be able to pause, pivot, make some choices in the moment Mm -hmm. to actually start creating the live. Mm, Let me recorrect. I'm being corrected start to live the life that I want to create. Mm -hmm. It seems so simple and it's not, um, but it becomes easier. Mm -hmm. I think many times we've gotten in a rut where we say that person makes me so mad or, um, 
you, you project your anger on someone else that it's their fault because they did this thing and therefore I'm angry or I need to be sad because this is going on and this makes me sad. And what I've learned through Lisa and some of this other work is that's still a choice. Mm -hmm. And the breath that she just mentioned, why that's so important is because we need to pause before we just go right back into the reaction we maybe habitually have gone into. For sure. Yeah. And part of this too is language. If we become aware of the language that we're using, I just heard this morning, somebody said, shame on them. Mm. Hmm. That tells me a lot about your current state mm. more than it does about their current, their state. Uh, so true. Yes. We're all connected, right? Are. You are a mirror on the external for the internal. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a huge part of as you wake up to living in more of this uh, innate lifestyle or a holistic viewpoint, things that maybe you chose before you don't choose because you recognize the connection with everything. Mm -hmm. And you also realize that what you're viewing on the outside needs to have a good look within as well. Doesn't mean you need to be a doormat. Nope. And maybe you can speak on that too, <laughs> because I do think that sometimes happens is once you you want to feel like in these good juices all the time, mm -hmm. then sometimes it can feel like, well, maybe I don't want to say this because it might be perceived wrong. Yeah. And um, do you get what I'm saying there? I believe so. Are you talking about like, I am looking at the world from the inside out mm -hmm. and it's working for me and therefore I'm going to share my voice to share my experience, but then I check myself because of potentially the judgment of others. Yes. Yes. Uh, Dr. Leslie in her interview mentioned like um, the book, the four agreements. Ooh, and I know that you love that book too. And that's a good one. Probably with what we're talking about right now is remember that, you know, what other people think of you is really not your, not your business. <laughs> yes. Uh, especially if you're living from that place where you're in integrity with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um but I still think that can sometimes be a challenge in this too, is that I don't want to ruffle feathers. I just want everyone to get along when sometimes making that decision leads to longer term ruffling of feathers. Yeah. And what I like to do is I like to hold space, exactly what this individual did for me mm -hmm. for my healing. Mm -hmm. I like to hold space for others, for them to step into their potential, to be able to share their voice mm -hmm. and name what they're experiencing and what they're going to do about it. Not mm -hmm. what somebody else is going to do Wants about them it. to do about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Right. And sometimes a little direct confrontation or accountability, you used mm -hmm. that word with me earlier. Um, is actually the, one of the most loving responses that you could give someone. Yeah. You're really just reflecting back. This mm -hmm. is my experience. This is what I'm noticing. And this is what I want to do differently. Tell me about your situation. What do you see? What are you learning? And maybe what do you want to do differently? Mm -hmm. And just because they may not choose to do something differently, doesn't mean that you can't. Exactly. Yes. Yes. There's so many attachments that we all have that unwinding ourselves from some of those attachments is part of our healing for sure mm -hmm. or our reasons for not doing things or doing things may or may not be serving us if we could unwind some of those attachments yeah one of the tools I love to use every night literally is looking back at my day mm -hmm. and I take a look at what worked for me 
And then I look at one thing that didn't work for me, no matter how small it was. And then I decide right then and there, what can I do differently? Mm. So am I going to change a different response? Am I going to choose my words differently? Am I going to love and accept this person with where they're at? Whatever it may be, I make a different choice in that moment. So when the opportunity comes back around, I have the tool. Ooh, that's big. Yes. What what would you say for people who feel... They have, they're very busy. Maybe they're working, they've got little kids or whatever the reason for being super busy Mm -hmm. that they don't have a lot of time to themselves to connect. What would be some tools to help them do it in a short amount of time? If that's possible to like, start to feel like they're developing or strengthening that muscle of listening within. Honestly, I love to utilize the loving kindness meditation for myself um, because I don't, I can do it anywhere and it doesn't have to take a lot of time. It really is about what am I consciously doing with my thoughts? That's Mm -hmm. a a 4D experience. And so with that, I start with myself. May I be happy? May I be healthy? May I have peace? May I live with ease? And I allow myself to breathe that energy in and I just allow it to move through me. And then I move on and I think of somebody that I love and I send them loving kindness. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you have peace. May you live with ease. Again, I breathe that energy in and I just expel it out. Me becoming a conduit for that energy to flow through me. And actually I start moving through it about seven times. Uh, Next, I typically look at my city, then my state, then the world, then the universe. And then ultimately I come back to myself. So That empowers me to empower myself to stand in the light of who I am Mm -hmm. and what I'm connected to, the oneness, right? Mm -hmm. I get to choose love Mm -hmm. and I get to allow others to do the same. It's perfect. Yeah. And if you only have time to do it to yourself, it's still better than not taking that breath and thinking a loving thought towards yourself. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's great. Um, Anything else you want to share with us on healing and energy? In this moment, we are whole, we are perfect, and we are beautiful. Mm. We get to choose to step into the light of who we are. Mm. Yes, not looking at the lack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's huge, right? Perspective. Mm -hmm. Perspective. Yeah, I, I think that is so true that how many probably billions of things happening in your body right now to keep you alive and having life course through your veins. And then we maybe focus on the one or two things we're aware of that we don't want to be happening in our bodies Mm -hmm. when there's probably trillions of things that are going right. And so a a change in focus Mm -hmm. and is a shift in energy. And that is miraculous. Yes. Yes. It is that simple, really. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's simple until we try to apply it. When we start to think about it, then we start to judge it. In that judgment, we pop on down into looking at what's not working. And so we get to go back to the pause, take a breath and make a conscious choice to move up. I am whole, healthy and beautiful. And start over and over and over and over again. It's a practice. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Until your cork floats higher than it did before. Yes. Yeah. And then your physiology changes along with it. Follows suit. Yes. 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 That's perfect. Okay. Well, we will drop her email or not her email, her website in the email that um, you clicked on this link. So you can find her lisathelan.com. Thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. 
Thanks for joining us at Innate Life Reclamation Podcast. We hope you found tips and tricks to start incorporating innate into your everyday life because it is in your everyday life, whether you see it or not. You can find both Dr. Danny and myself at cookchirocenter.com or on any of our social media. And we'd love for you to share our podcast and leave us a review. Thanks for listening.